good. Well, I bet you're wondering what was in the little envelope as you walked in today. And uh, some of you uh, might already figure it out. Clark. Um, jerk. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Some of you uh, maybe already opened it. You don't listen to instructions. And some of you, maybe you just don't care. <laughs> you know, I don't know. But hopefully your interest, your, your curiosity has been piqued. And uh, so I want you to, to not open it and just set it aside for now, okay? Don't chew on it or anything. Just leave it there. Pastor and Jill are on vacation, and so visiting family, and uh, so they need their rest, and so you're stuck with me. In a church one Sunday morning, um, a pastor said these words, um, anyone with special needs who wants to be prayed for, please come to the front and we'll pray for you. So Bill, sitting there, uh, got in line, and when it was his turn, he, the, the pastor, the preacher said, you know, Bill, what do you want me to pray for you about? And so Bill replied, Preacher, I, I need you to pray for help with my hearing. And so the preacher put one hand, one finger, one hand in, in his ear and put the other hand on top of his head and began to pray and pray and pray. And the congregation joined in with great enthusiasm. After a few moments of prayer, the preacher removed his hands and he stood back and, and he asked Bill, How is your hearing now? And Bill answered, I don't know. It ain't till Thursday. I know, I know. It's a groaner, I know. Have you ever sat down and uh, did a puzzle only to find out that you're missing one piece? <laughs> That's why I refuse to buy puzzles at a garage sale. I mean, really, you don't know, right? And who's going to count? You know, unless it's got 10 pieces, then, then maybe. But, um, and I'm the guy in my family that if, if someone is starting a puzzle, I'm the guy that comes by and steals one and hides it and uh, until they're almost done, right? Um, so uh, I hide it and don't tell them that I've got it. And occasionally I'd walk by and I'd help them. And, but they've done 98% of the work of this puzzle. Um, so when they're done with the puzzle and they're missing this one piece, you know, I, 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 I swoop in, you know, I steal their thunder. And I got the one piece. I'm like, ha, ha, you know, and I put it in there. So how frustrating is that, right? How frustrating is that? You worked hard on this puzzle, took the time, you, you had the patience to, to work on it, and I come in and put the last piece in. So here's kind of a picture of the, their, maybe their response, you know. They're, they're all sad and frustrated. That's not anybody that I know, but it's funny because what happens is they start looking for this lost piece, like they lost it, and knowing that they don't know that I've, t- I've taken it. So after some time I've seen them suffer, I know, I'm a nice guy, um, I'm looking for this puzzle piece, I can't find it. I swoop in and put it in there, and, and it's all good. I don't even give them the satisfaction of completing the puzzle that they worked so hard on. Um, so the moral of the story is, if you're doing a puzzle at your house, do not invite me over, okay? Because I, I will steal a puzzle piece, and you'll never find it because you'll probably never invite me back. I don't know. All right. I find that I don't always have the patience to sit down and just do a puzzle, um, I will help others even just do what I've described earlier. Um, but for some time, you know, uh, but for some of you in this room, putting, a, putting together a puzzle, uh, it can be addicting, right? And, and normally puzzles are done in the wintertime when it's cold outside and there's not a whole lot to do, whatever, inside, and so you pull one out. Then there's the, 
the space issue, right? Do you, where do you do a puzzle? Do you do it on the floor? Do you do it at the kitchen table where you have to move it later to eat? Do you um, do it on the, you know, a uh, spare table in the spare room somewhere? Um, do you sit on, on the floor and do it? Do you lay on the floor? Do you sit at a table? Where, I mean, all these questions, right? Uh, what's the universal strategy uh, for starting a puzzle, right? There's a strategy. How many know it, right? Do you start from the inside out? Right? No, you start, you, you find the edge pieces, right? And, and you, you get all those pieces together and you form the frame of, of, the, of the puzzle. And so you work from the, from the outside in. And as you form the edges of this puzzle, uh, you then start clustering. Is that a word? Clustering uh, the different pieces that look similar in color or whatever because of the picture. Um, so you have the frame of the picture complete of the puzzle. You have the little piles of puzzle pieces in their, in, in their spots. And then you put the, the picture of the box of the puzzle in front of you. So then you begin to look at that and begin to work on this puzzle. So now you're ready to tackle it. Now you're ready to, to spend some time uh, on this incomplete picture. And you're, the challenge is to finish it, right? You can't just leave a puzzle half done. And, and uh, how many have had a puzzle that was there weeks, months before? Just, yeah, we all have, right? I'll get back to it. I'll get back to it, right? Uh, now they have, you know, glue where you can glue the puzzle into a frame and kind of hang it. So, cool. But most puzzles are challenging enough without someone coming in like me and, and stealing a piece, right? The very last minute and, and you're frustrated because it's a 5,000-piece puzzle and you're missing one, right? It's not complete. Um, and for most people, to do a puzzle, you've got to kind of be in the mood, right? You've got to mm, want to do a puzzle, you know, do you want to watch grass grow? I mean, really. <laughs> there are puzzles that have 10 pieces, um, 100, 750, 500, 750, 1,000, 5,000 pieces. Uh, I looked, and I don't know if this is accurate still, but 32,000-piece puzzle. It's like 17 feet long, 6 feet wide. Can you imagine that? That's incredible. Um, not for me. But what's interesting about a puzzle is that every puzzle piece, although they look similar in size and they look similar in shape, they're different. They're unique. They all have an exact place where they fit. And we've all tried to force a puzzle piece into a place where it didn't fit. But every puzzle piece plays an important role to help complete the overall picture. It's got its place. It's got its place in the puzzle. And when a puzzle piece is missing, it's just simply incomplete. You notice it. You don't necessarily notice the picture of the puzzle, but your, your eye kind of zooms in right on that missing piece. It's missing. It's not there. It's unfinished. It's partially done. It's fragmented. It's lacking, deficient. It's not whole. It's not done. And by now, I, I think you can guess what's in your small envelope. So go ahead and open up your envelope. Leave a mess on the floor for our... No, I'm just kidding. Hopefully you got one as you came in. If you didn't, um, I apologize. Steal it from your neighbor. I don't know. Now, I want you to examine uh, your puzzle piece for a moment. Just examine it. Can anyone tell me, based on your little puzzle piece, what the overall picture is? Any guesses? 
Huh? A map. Okay, that's a good guess. Any guesses based on what your one piece is? Don't be looking at your neighbors, Terry. Come on. <laughs> I'm teasing. Does anyone have a guess? It's something to do with Disney. Something to do with Disney. Winnie the Pooh. Give it up for Clark right there. Actually, he's wrong. Okay. Um, <laughs> although you can't actually uh, see the completed picture, um, your puzzle piece is still vital. Okay? Even though you don't know the final product, your piece matters. Your piece is needed. Um, I can see the finished puzzle because I have the box, right? So there it is. You can't see it yet. Um, I'm not going to show you yet. Just wait. Um, I know what it looks like. I know what the finished product is. I know what all the puzzle pieces that are sitting down there eventually uh, will make this picture. So instead of me finishing my message this morning, we're going to do a puzzle. No, I'm teasing. I'm kidding. Okay. Can you imagine all of us trying to do a puzzle? That'd be, that'd be insane. But I do want us to wrestle with this thought, okay? So here it is. When we aren't connected into the puzzle of Calvary Church, we are, we are a missing piece. And Calvary Church is incomplete. When we aren't connected into the puzzle of Calvary Church, uh, we are a missing piece. And the picture is not complete. So let's zoom out, okay? Get a bigger picture of a bigger puzzle that we're in. When we aren't connected into the kingdom of, of God, we are a missing piece. And God's kingdom is incomplete. When you and I choose um, not to, to be a part, to not attend or to serve or to give, whether that giving is of your time or whether that giving is your talents, your gifts, whether that giving is your treasure, your tithes, when we choose not to do those things, the Calvary Church puzzle is incomplete. It's incomplete. At some point in our relationship with God, you and I, we must stop consuming and start contributing. In other words, we, we must stop always consuming and receiving God's blessings and start giving and contributing those blessings to others. Something happens. We appreciate all that God's done for us, but then we just, we can't take it all in and just take it all in and hoard it for ourselves. We've got to begin to give it away. Give it away. I've got my piece up here. This puzzle piece that I have that you have in your hand represents you. This represents your life. Some of you are thinking, oh man, I wish mine was bigger. <laughs> you know, uh, I wish mine was more significant. You don't know what, what piece you play, but you do play a part, a role. You fit somewhere. You fit somewhere in this picture right here. You were right. It was a Disney picture. You fit into this puzzle piece, into this puzzle picture. Your puzzle piece matters. You matter. Um, you have a place at the table here this, with this family. Uh, you have a spot on the team here at Calvary Church. You are a significant piece to this puzzle. Without knowing exactly, you know, where your puzzle piece fits, 
uh, just know that it fits somewhere. It fits somewhere. I don't know if you can eyeball it, but I, I have no idea where mine fits. But your peace matters. Your puzzle piece matters. You matter to this family. So I have a question. Are you in? There might be some here who you're not convinced uh, that they matter to the complete picture of this puzzle. You might be thinking, you know, I've tried to connect in the past and I just got burned. Um, Or I've heard all this before. Or maybe you're thinking, I hear what you're saying, Pastor Spence, but I I don't think I can contribute anything. Or my life is too busy to connect and, and to serve here at Calvary Church. I don't have anything worthwhile to give, to offer. You, you don't know my past. I, there's just no way that God could ever use me. Well, I certainly understand those feelings and, and beliefs. <laughs> We've all been burned by others. For some, you have heard all this before. Sometimes we can feel inferior, feel like we don't have much to offer because we don't play guitar or we don't preach or we don't teach or whatever we feel like what I have doesn't, doesn't amount to much. And, and we also can be hounded by our past to the point that we believe that we're useless. Um, God, God couldn't use me. There's no way. But there's a guy in the Bible who, who probably felt the same way that you and I did um, and do at times. His name was Peter. And uh, I like Peter. Even though Peter... You just didn't know what was going to happen with Peter. He was many things, right? He was a fisherman. He was a brother. He was a a disciple of Jesus. He was a leader. He was a hothead. He was arrogant. He was brash. He was a loud mouth. He was also a coward. And Peter messed up big time. Remember the story? Jesus was arrested, and it was Peter who denied knowing, knowing Christ. And after denying Jesus three times, Peter realizes what he's done. And, and the Bible says that he goes out and he, and he weeps bitterly. He realizes what, what has happened. He had a past. Peter had a past. He had excuses as to why God could never use him. I blew it. I messed up. I messed up. I can't do this. So this is what Peter says to you and I today and to, and to his church. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. God has given each of you. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Not not your neighbor, not you. Everyone. Use them well. Don't use them half-heartedly. Don't just show up. Use them well to serve one another. You know, God is kind of like a a Pez dispenser, giving out spiritual gifts, but God doesn't run out. And he's giving them to you and I. And Peter is saying, if God gives these gifts, if God is the one that distributes them, we should use them. We should use them. We should use them to serve others. We should use them to help someone in need. We should take this gift, this 
this one puzzle piece, right? Your life, this represents you. Take this one piece and serve others. Serve one another. So take a look at your puzzle piece again. You got it in your hand? Some of you got it there? It doesn't matter what our puzzle piece looks like. Ultimately, it doesn't matter what it looks like because I know it's a part of the puzzle. It is. It doesn't matter what shape it is. It's still needed. This piece right here that I have fits somewhere. I've got an edge piece, so it, you know it's part of the frame. Help given it structure. But every piece is essential, and God has given us gifts to use to serve others. Every one of us. So what are your gifts? I don't know what they are for you. I've seen some use their gifts, and it's amazing. And maybe you're here, and you don't know what your gifts are. You don't know those things that God has given you. So my, my challenge today would be to read 1 Peter chapter 4, um, to read 1 Corinthians chapters 12 and 14, and, and begin to, to look and to see what God has for you. But even if we know what our gifts are, even if we're sitting here today and we've been a, a follower of Christ for a long time, um, we still can come up with some real doozies, some real excuses as to why we don't use them. And, we, and here's what needs to happen. We need to learn to get our butt out of the way. We need to learn to get our butt out of the way. We, we have this disease, it's the butt disease, right? It's, but I can't serve. But... I can't tithe right now, but I can't sacrifice my time, but, but I'm too old, but, but I'm too young, but, 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 and as followers of Christ, we need to learn to get our butt out of the way, it's a little play on words, but you get my point, so that puzzle piece that you're holding in your hand is one piece that makes up the whole picture. And God wants you and God wants me to use that puzzle piece for his benefit, for his glory. Your life, he wants to use your life. And the things that you've gone through and the hard times that you've gone through, you know what? If God's brought you through those things, you can help someone else. You've been through a divorce. You've been an alcoholic. Someone has died in your family. You've gone through something financially really tough. God wants to use you to help others. Why? Why? Why would God choose to do that? Because God can see the finished puzzle. He can see the picture that it's complete. So God has given all of us a gift to use. It's not just a general statement for everyone, which it is, but it's also specific. Listen to what Paul says in 1 Corinthians concerning gifts. The Spirit has given each of us a special way of serving others. The Spirit has given each of us a special way of serving others. God knows that when we serve others, not only are they blessed, right, but we are blessed as well. If anyone's ever been on a missions trip before or you've served someone with a, uh, who is really in great need, you know they could tell you that that feels good to help others. There's something that happens inside it just feels great to know that you contributed no matter how small or big or whatever. It feels good. For those of us that went to Haiti, we helped 
with a schoolroom, and we carried huge, massive rocks, and we carried rocks, small, medium, and large, in these buckets here. We got kind of ingenious, and, and uh, notice I'm the one taking the video, not caring, but, um, uh, but we had to carry it from a riverbed, and uh, those rocks that you see were part of uh, laying a foundation, and we poured, we mixed cement, we poured it, and that's what that floor, the, the, the background floor, it's all dry now, and we poured this floor, and uh, we did that. We did that in Haiti. Um, it was pretty cool. Did we build a whole school? No. Uh, but we helped build that little room. Did, you know, were we all gifted in carpentry? Were we all gifted in cement work? No, especially me, right? Um, but we carried buckets. Does the Bible say that carrying buckets is a spiritual gift? Yes, it does. It's called helping others. And we did what we could, and, and we made a difference. And you as a church family, um, you helped raise $5,000 to send us there, and you helped with that, that schoolroom right there. We, we partnered with a pastor who not only teaches kids how to read and write and succeed in life, right? That's important, but also to teach them about the love of God. That is no small thing. And so while we were there on the ground uh, working and, and sweating a lot, you were here praying for us and, and you gave to, to send us. And so you were part of that as well. That's no small thing. That's what I love about this family. Very generous. You get behind things, missions. You bless that pastor. Because when we connect into the puzzle of Calvary Church, we're making Calvary Church complete. And when we make the puzzle of Calvary Church complete, the kingdom of God gets more and more complete. The kingdom of God begins to advance. Are you in? Are you in? Maybe you're still not convinced. Um, maybe you're reluctant or hesitant to get connected. And you might be one of three types of puzzle pieces today, okay? Um, the first is what I call OPP, okay? Uh, orphan puzzle piece. Um, you are a puzzle piece that is not connected to the whole puzzle yet. You're off in a pile with other puzzle pieces, or maybe you're on the floor, or, or, or maybe you're still in the box. And you're not connected to, to others. You're not connected to this puzzle, and you're alone, and, and you're away from the puzzle. You're, you're an orphan. Oh, you're an orphan. You are a puzzle piece that's missing from your puzzle. I don't know who that is today. Um, even though you're missing, you're still very important to the whole picture. So hear my heart. Um, come and be a part of this family called Calvary Church. Just like your family, no family's perfect. Sometimes there's fighting in families. Sometimes there's arguments. Sometimes there's silence. Sometimes there's misunderstandings. But I would guess that you would do anything for your family. You would do anything for your family. And that's the same atmosphere we want to create here at Calvary. This is your family. This is your spiritual family. Come and join us. Come and belong into a small group. You know, I like to push that. Connect somewhere. You're not alone. 
in this walk and this journey with God. Come and connect. There's over 20 small group opportunities for you to, to jump into. And I know there are some of the seats there and the brochures. Um, we've got a great lineup this fall. Come and be a part. Don't be alone. Don't journey alone. So if you're an orphan puzzle piece, connect here at this puzzle we call Calvary Church. A second type of puzzle piece is what I call the PPP, the puzzled puzzle piece. Um, and and you're, you're a puzzle piece that you, you don't know where you fit yet. Sometimes we try, you know, to different places in a puzzle to see if it fits and it doesn't quite fit, right? So you keep trying. Sometimes it's you. Maybe, you know, maybe children's ministry is not your area. You know, you just want to pinch their head off and tell God they died. So <laughs> I understand that, right? I could never do children's ministry. God bless Pastor Alexis. But maybe it's ushering or maybe it's whatever. You know what I'm saying? You got to try to find your fit. Got to find where you fit. Maybe you're not sure what your gifts are, so you're, you're hesitant to connect, and I understand that. You know you should, you just don't know where. Maybe you have no clue um, what your spiritual gift is. Um, you're, you're puzzled. It's okay to be puzzled. It's okay. We can help with that, right? God desires you to know what gifts that he has for you. He, he wants you to know. It's not a mystery. He wants you to know. And he uses your personality. He uses your experiences. He uses what's in your heart, the passions that's already there. And he's already, it's already there. You just got to help discover it, right? Um, your Divine Design by Chip Ingram. It's a, it's a great tool, inventory, to, to discover and study what your spiritual gifts are. So if you're looking, you know, I don't know where I fit. This is a great study. You can go online, Amazon, and get that. Uh, I encourage that. So if you're a, a puzzled puzzle piece, discover your gifts. Discover your gifts. What are, what are you waiting for? You, you, you're a part of this family. We need you. We need you. Don't let your butt get in the way. The last type of puzzle piece that what I call the CPP, um, the connected puzzle piece, and, and maybe you know, you're here and you have found your gifts. You know what those are, and you are using them for God's kingdom. You are connected to the puzzle here at Calvary Church. You are making up the completed picture here. And what's cool about you is that you know what your gifts are, and you also know what your gifts are not. That's important, too. And so as you connect... Um, as you connect with others, they're connected to you, and you're connected to them, and someone else is connected to you, and all of a sudden it begins to grow. And, and as a follower of Christ, you're growing continually. You're being sharpened and, and challenged and changed, and we're becoming more and more like Christ. That's what this picture of a family looks like. We're, we're, we're the body of Christ here in Lamont, right here. We represent the body of Christ. And you have a place to, to play. You have a piece to to, to insert, be a part. You understand being connected. You understand the joy it feels to be part of something bigger than yourself that you can contribute. So maybe you're thinking, oh, what can I do? Where, you know, where can I serve? How can I use my puzzle piece? How can I use my life, right? Again, there's a lot of opportunities out there to serve others, even beyond the obvious. Um, uh, as you leave today, take a look at the serve wall in the lobby. Maybe you've Walk by that a million times and just really haven't really noticed it. But there are tons of opportunities. 
listed on that, on that wall is this. These are kind of the traditional roles in the church, right? Ushering and greeting and security and communion set up and there's a coffee connection. There's the prayer team, info desk help, sound and media, uh, Lamont kids downstairs in the nursery, preschool or elementary, lift and shift, student ministries, uh, being a small group leader and, and, and so much more. There's, there's, there's a place for you. Those are kind of the traditional serving in the church and we need you to do that. But there's also the non-traditional ways to serve others in the church and outside the church. Uh, delivering meals, uh, giving rise to the elderly, uh, mission stays, you know, doing some yard work for someone and some, maybe some small home repair, uh, missions trips, um, helping to pray and helping to support our 39 missionaries, volunteering at a soup kitchen, uh, feed my starving children, Morning Star Mission, uh, prison ministry, Southside Pregnancy Center. There's, uh, it, it could be a neighbor that you have on your street that's in need, a family member. It could be anything for anyone. Really, it really can be serving others. Do you still have that puzzle piece in your hand? So I asked today, what type of puzzle piece are you? Are you an orphan puzzle piece? You're outside the frame. You're in the box. You're on the floor. We, we need you. We need you. I know sometimes we wait to be asked. We, ate, we wait to, to come and, you know, someone to approach us instead of swallowing really deep and then approaching someone and say, I'd like to get involved. And you're, you're an orphan today. We want you to be involved. Maybe you're a puzzle, puzzle piece and you are like, I'm not sure where I fit. I want to. I, I, sign me up. I just don't know where yet. Well, we can help with that. God's got something for you. It's awesome. It's awesome when you see the body of Christ working together. It's amazing when everybody brings their gifts and their talents and it's just this machine that works. It's beautiful. It's functioning properly and healthy. And then maybe you're a connected piece. You're already plugged in and you're connected to, 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 to the bigger picture. So I believe all of us are one type or another. And it's God who gives out those gifts to use to serve others. Because Jesus was the one that paid the ultimate price with his life um, to save us from our self-centered tendencies uh, to only look out for our well-being. He wants to save us from those things. He's asking us to follow him and to do what he did. And what did he do? He, he loved others. He served others. He washed their feet. He, he put others ahead of himself. And he's expecting that of us. Why? Why does he want us to follow him like that? Because he desires you not to be an orphan puzzle piece. He desires you to be a part of the body. He doesn't want you to be puzzled about where you fit. You've got a place to fit. And you matter. He's got a place for you because you are valuable, not only to God, but to, to Calvary Church. You have worth and meaning, and he wants you connected to him through Calvary Church. You know how you love God? You, you really want to know how you love God? You love others. That can be tough. That's how you love God. You want to know how, how you serve God? You begin to serve others. For some of you, maybe it's your wife. Maybe it's your husband. Maybe it's your kids. That's where you start. Your family, your extended family, begin to love and serve them. 
And in doing that, you begin to love and serve God. There are pieces in this box of people yet to belong to Calvary family. And they're waiting for an invitation from you and I to join the family, to be a part of the picture, the puzzle, to have a relationship with Christ. And these extra pieces represent your friends and neighbors and coworkers and classmates, and it could be your best friend. This piece that, that I have and these pieces that are in here, they could represent your husband or your wife, your son or daughter. These pieces that help make up the picture of Calvary Church aren't, they're orphans. Let's invite them. Who can you reach out to this week? Who can you invite this week? Who can you love and serve this week? So hopefully you're still holding your, 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 your puzzle piece and as I close today, what would it look like if everyone in this room, um, everyone that calls this their church, put their puzzle piece into the, into the Calvary puzzle? What would that look like? Think of the people being served. Think of the needs being met. Think of the missionaries that we could support. Think of how the picture here at Calvary Church would become more and more complete when you and I connect. It's hard. I know it's hard sometimes to go someplace new and connect. I know. It's tough. You feel like as you come in, if you're a guest or a visitor, that everybody knows everybody. And it's just not true. It's not true. But that's how you feel coming in to something new. We want to pull you in to be a part of this family. Think about how the kingdom of God, that puzzle, that picture would be more complete as you give. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today that you called us to be a part of your family, to be part of this puzzle this body of believers here at Calvary Church in Lamont. And we want to connect. If there are some here that maybe they're, they're an orphan or they're puzzled, that they would come and be a part. They would find their gift and they would begin to serve and to love. We all can do something. Just like I didn't know anything to do with cement, but I I just served, and and a a lot of us did. Carried rocks and did what we could. We, We all can do something. So Lord, I pray today that you'll challenge us to serve, to love, to be a part of this family. Imperfect as it is, to be a part of it anyway, to make it better. We thank you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen.